The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. You're listening to The Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. Realize we, we haven't done an actual, like, welcome aboard. Yeah. I don't know how important that is talking. for the podcast. Because, like, like on the radio, you tune in the radio, you may not know what's going on. But, like, they made an effort to, to queue up this episode of this podcast. So I, yeah, I we have an know. intro. Yeah, yeah we exactly. Intro. That, too. That, too. I just felt it was polite to... Great That's people. true. Yeah, we got real. We got real casual with the yeah. listenership, and maybe they don't want that. Maybe like, hey, hey, let's not forget that people are listening here. So I want to acknowledge you, the listener. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Howdy. You know, you might. Yeah, you might not hear that from a lot of uh, podcast <laughs> hosts. Thanks for listening. You specifically. Oh God, what's going on, dude? Oh, man, I'm drinking a chalada. Oh, I think yeah? it's my drink of the summer, dude. Would you believe I've never had a chilada? Um, tomato juice and beer. Uh, it, it. I got the premix. I got the Modelo. I thought they were called. I'm going to say it wrong. Michelada, Michelada, Michelada. Three That's options. What I it was, Choose yeah. which one you seem is correct. <clears throat> um, but yeah, this is just the Modelo Chilada. With the refreshing flavors of tomato, salt, and lime, they're not lying. Refreshing. You really? thought you were you were freshed? Get refreshed. I gotta try. Not a that. sponsor. Not a sponsor. Just saying it's good. I think I'm the tomato scares me off because like I'm not a big fan of Bloody Marys. I mean, I'll drink one. They're not gross mm-hmm. to me, but it's just it's always like drinking cold soup, like a gazpacho or something. It's just like what am, what is this? You're not wrong. Bloody anytime plays like limitless Bloody Marys. I'm like, that's two. It's like bottom, it's like endless pancakes. It's not, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. They know you throw me bottomless mimosas. Mm-hmm. I'm oof, I'm throwing up on the hostess. That's <laughs> that's that brunch that brunch will be ruined in in one point two seven hours. I think I'm a little but, gun shy too, because about five years ago, I I got food poisoning from a Bloody Mary in Milwaukee. It was one of those like novelty ones where they put a fucking kielbasa and a chicken wing and fucking ham sandwich and shit all up in there. And <laughs> yeah, something something didn't agree. And man, give me I, the uh, give me the Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah, well, that's of course that's a. Yeah, they're not giving you like the chicken wing they just made. Like that's all just that's all stuff people didn't finish from other plates <laughs> that they put on a Bloody Mary. I've heard of uh, uh, Mexican restaurants doing that, recycling the the salsa. Ugh. I heard that's a used to be a I fairly mean, common thing. Or bread, you know, dinner rolls. Yeah. Honestly, are we both still alive right now, Dave? Yeah. Are the people listening to this alive, having eaten at restaurants? Yeah, it's not like I'm a delicate flower who hasn't eaten a bunch of garbage his whole life. Yeah, man, I'm not. Listen, it's it's the it's the poop shooting a shrimp. I know. Don't remind me of it while I'm eating it. 
<laughs> I don't need to know. I know I don't need to know from you. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that? How about Thanks that for the input, face? buddy. Yeah, I love that. Like, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, I'm clear. Got it. You know, your mom was disappointed in you from the age of four. How about that? How about that? Did you know that? (laughs) Do you know your dad's not your real dad? (laughs) Anyway, Modelo Chilada, not a sponsor. It's good. You know who was a sponsor? The Manscaped people. I've been using their, they're not a sponsor today, but I was using their soap. It smells good. I'm going to, I'll shout out to, I'll shout out to an old sponsor. There's no code or anything. Go they gave you soap. For it. It was nice. I didn't get any soap. You can get a soap. I got from the, the manscape people. I got the little trimmer. What do they call the lawnmower? The chainsaw, edge trimmer. You can get like a yeah. You can get like a pump. No, I didn't disposal. get no soap. No. Maybe they split the the goods. That's all right. Maybe the, I look the, like maybe God forbid. Maybe I look like I bathe more than you. A <laughs> trimmer works though. That's oh the yeah. Whole, well, the whole I mean, technology I, 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 doesn't I, nick your balls. Yeah, well, I haven't, uh, clearly I haven't gotten into that. I was going to ask you, before we get into topics, I'm mm-hmm. talking about scary stuff today. Sure. I'm in a, I'm in a great mood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about spooky stuff. Good. Do, do, you use a, do you use a beard guy? A beard guy? No. Yeah, you go to a guy? No. I haven't been to any guy whatsoever in a year. I haven't, I haven't had a proper haircut in over a year. Just been but doing my used to. mohawk. Yeah. yeah, you've been doing the mohawk thing. But you used to go to a guy for your beard. I think there was one dude when I first moved to L.A., I had this Mexican dude that I would go to all the time, and I would let him do my beard because he seemed very uh, proficient. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. But Salsa seemed fresh. Yeah. I haven't let anybody else. I've gone to a few other people since then because he moved, and uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't trust anybody else with my beard because it's just one little – I mean, hell, I've done that to myself when I had the – the fucking brace and stripe macho man Randy Savage beard. Uh, one false move and and you're screwed with the beard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I'm thinking about now I'm going back on the road and stuff. I'm thinking I got to get... Uh... I got to get a pro in here. I might I might just need a team of goats to come in. <clears throat> if... Clear, start, start really clearing out the underbrush. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't going on the road... Like, how long were you going to let it get? I don't. Because it's, it's it's longer than I've ever seen it. I've never seen it with a beard this long. Neither of it's. I, I, it's just, it's starting to get annoying. Yeah. Like, it's starting to just get, like, not even, like, the mustache part going in my mouth while I eat. Mm-hmm. You don't trim but that up just, a little bit just for that reason? Nah, man. Nah, that just gets, I just billy goat that in with a sandwich. Hmm. Whatever, whatever I chew off while I'm eating, just that's that's the trimming. It feels like guys, it's real gross, dude. It's I've real seen, gross. I've seen guys, especially guys with like a gray or blonde beard, when it gets that long, especially the mustache. Like it, I don't know if this is why, but sometimes it starts to the mustache changes color a little, and I just wonder <clears> if yeah, that's like just a dog perpetual food stains. Yeah, it's like a white dog. My sister yeah. calls them shit mouths. <laughs> Like I don't like white dogs. They're shit mouths. They always got shit mouths. <laughs> like yeah, if I get a shit mouth, like, it's gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I keep I keep the stash trim for that reason. I don't want I don't want to get tomato soup in my stash. Mm, well, 
So, well, sorry to Manscaped. I haven't been using your trimmer, but the soap smells nice. I've been using your soap. (laughs) Oh, man. What else going on? Man, I'm just, I'm feeling good, man. I got I rode bikes twice this week. Yeah. Not good. I wouldn't say I got rad, but I got, I rode a bike. I rode, I rode today. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, uh. Got out on the mountain bike. Still the most dangerous thing I did today was go pee wearing my uh, AirPods. That's still the most risky activity I did today. Why is that risky? These things fall out. You wear those over the toilet? That's dangerous, man. Yeah, that's true. You got to be careful with that. Man. But I got out. I made nachos last night. I saw that, dude. Way to go. I haven't put a picture up yet, man. It's pretty. It's It's not competing with what's on the Reddit right now. Oh, yeah? Good stuff? It's just, I think it's one of the nicer food subreddits going right now. And one picture of a ghost that somebody put up. Well, that might be a scary ghost. And then the rest of it, a lot of ribs. <laughs> Man, I got to talk to you about something. Okay. Speaking of bikes. Okay, Dave. <laughs> it sounds like you want to get serious. I do want to okay, get Dave, serious. Okay, Dave, what's up, man? Because I feel uh, bad. Um, well... <laughs> You, you gifted me a wonderful bike a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I've uh, I haven't ridden it as much as I would like, but I I've made an effort to uh, I ride it a couple times a month. I'm not going to pretend that I'm out there every day grinding, getting red like you, but a couple times a mm-hmm. month I'll ride it to the to the record shop or ride it down to the beach or whatever. Um, motherfucker got stolen Thursday night. Yeah, right. Oh, really? Right, <clears throat> fuck in front of me. Basically, I almost caught the guy. Really. One o'clock in the morning, I'm hanging out. I uh, got the windows up. I always keep the windows up, but the blinds down. That way I can at least hear what's going on out there. And uh, about one o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting here, and I hear like a clank right outside the window in the driveway. Like like someone dropped a rake or something. And uh, I said, boy, that's, that's not a good sound. Somebody's up to something. I pop out immediately. Like yeah. from the time I heard the clank to the time I was out the door, less than 10 seconds, ran into the other room, grabbed my flip-flops, ran outside. No one's around and didn't think much of it. And the next day, I keep, I keep the bike locked up in the back. And here's the thing. All right, here's yeah. where I feel I got to take some blame. When you gave me the bike, I went out and bought one of those heavy-duty bike locks, one of the, the U-shaped bike locks. And sure. for I bought, I don't know if I got a lemon <clears throat> or I'm just stupid, but it became more trouble than it was worth because every time I fucking tried to use it, it took me five minutes to figure out, like, it just, it wasn't a quick lock and go. It was always something, like, I don't know, <clears throat> with the key no, or whatever. Some of them can be a little pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> and this one was a pain in the ass every time. So I abandoned that one, and I just bought a length of a chain and a padlock. It's the same way yeah. I've got my, uh, well, I don't doubt that the person is listening, but I, I got my my Traeger locked up that way, too. Got a nice thick chain yeah. and a padlock. So I've been doing that with the bike out there. And that clank. Can't, can't f- ride a Traeger away, though. Yeah, that's true. That clank I heard, I'm pretty sure, was a big hefty-duty set of bolt cutters that the perp, yeah. the perp was trying to make way with the bike and the and he dropped. I guess he he picked him up because I didn't find him. But uh, yeah, some motherfucker. Yeah, and he was. It pissed me off because I was right there. Like 
literally less than 10 seconds, I'm out there looking around thinking, what the fuck was that? And I looked in the back. I looked down the sidewalk. I looked all over. Nobody was anywhere. Yeah. So I don't I must have just missed that dude. But, uh, and that had to be it's, what it was because I saw the, I saw, I was out back the, the, that day. So I saw the bike that day and it was gone the next morning. So that's, whoever that was clanking around has to be the perp. And I'm serious, man. I was right there on the motherfucker and well, nobody. And I just, I feel bad. I wouldn't have nothing to blame, Dave. Mm-hmm. You did everything. You locked it up. That's the problem with like apartment living mm-hmm. and no garage. Like, yeah. You were over my house. My bikes were always inside somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I know, because if it can be stolen, it'll be stolen. Yeah. Especially when it comes to bikes. Like, any, you got any kind of quick release seat post wheel, and you live in a city, they're going to take it. Anything that you can get off of a bike that is literally not bolted down, they'll take it. If the lock's not good, they'll take it. It's not your fault, man. Bike yeah. thieves. Oh, bike I'm just, thieves. It's not like somebody just like, I think tonight I'm going to steal a bike for the first time. It's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, that guy's rolling around, checking stuff out. Probably saw it weeks ago. Well, that's the other thing that kind of pissed me off because it's in the back of the property and very few people go back there. We have we have some yeah. uh, unhoused people that go back there and rummage through the trash. Um, but well, yeah, so somebody that's must where have if you scouted. Go look for that bike. If you want to go look for that bike. Go uh, go around your little unhoused community. Yeah, I mean, I you and know, I don't if know it's if it's not if it, if it was last Thursday, it's probably already in pieces. But my point is, like, very few people go back there. So I, it's somebody who's been back there and saw it and thought, oh, that's a yeah. that's a cuttable chain. I could I could bypass that. But oh, just the fact that I heard them and I reacted, I went out there, and Katie made a good point. She's like, that's just wasn't meant to be. Like. Who knows? You could have gotten a fight with a guy, and he could have stabbed you, or you could have <clears throat> killed him by accident. Like something bad could have happened city, if you'd have confronted tax, the guy. Yeah, but yeah. Like, but just oh, the fucking audacity to like. It's one thing to like when it's on your property, like you motherfucker. It's one thing if I left it out at a public bike lock somewhere, yeah. you know. But like you came onto my property, into the back of my property in the middle of the night, and fucking took my shit. Oh, and it's a good thing. I guess it's good that I didn't catch him because, I mean, there's some, there would have been blood one way or the other. Like, I, I wouldn't have been polite about it. But, like, how fucking dare you, you piece of shit. Yeah, I still I still, I still, wouldn't forgive a guy who broke into my garage and stole my Harrow Sport when I was in eighth grade. Mm. Bike thieves. I got <clears throat> zero, zero remorse. For the for the fate that the, the 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 poor fate that befalls a bike thief, I drove around the next day. I spent literally about two hours driving around Long Beach looking for it, just hoping I'd see oh, it. Man. You go find find that homeless camp and mm-hmm. find that rat king of bike parts that usually accompanies one of those homeless camps, and you might see a little bit of it in there. Mm-hmm. Listen, it wasn't like a super fancy bike, and you got to use it for a little while. Yeah, but still, just That's the principle, right. man. It's just the principle. No, I'm yeah, I'm I'm trying to tell you the stuff that people would tell me if I got a bike stolen. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't believe in what I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I I would I would I would envision a fiery hell. 
You ever wonder if that, like, does that screw you up? You ever, like, think back, like, how years ago somebody just did something, you're like, that guy was a dick. And then to this day, you're like, that guy's still a dick. You're like, why, why am I not past it? I remember I was carding. I used to work the door at a bar very briefly. And I'm like, I'm just small. But I remember being like, ID, and, like, some biker dude's like, whatever, fuck, and, like, walked in. I was like, <laughs> and to this day, I'm like, I hope you crashed your motorcycle on the way home. Yeah. If like if somebody's like that guy died that night, I'd be like, man, whatever. Like, and I'm like, oh god, what kind of person does that make me? No, I get it. Like unnecessary dickish. Like we all get in situations where maybe we don't handle them correctly or we overreact or whatever. But those random acts of asshole, where it's like you didn't, there was no need for that. You just want to be a dick. So yeah, fuck those. People. But why? But why is that still in my mind? Because you're human. Like. <clears throat> It's, yeah, I'd love to be so evolved where I can just let shit roll off immediately. But yeah, things stick to you. 20 years later, I'm like, I hope that guy (laughs) departed and left a parking spot. (laughs) Like, that's not healthy on my end. That's not a healthy way to be. Let's be healthy. Let's be positive, Dave. Let's be positive. I still, we started positive. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I felt bad. I felt just because you gave it to me. It was a, it was a sweet gesture. And, and hey, yeah, man. I'm not a bike guy per se, but I really liked that bike. And it was my buddy Kyle gave me that. And like, how that dare bike, you let's fucking say it, move, it? Just it made, it moved along. It made the it made the progress it was supposed to make in this world. And I try to think of that that way, too. Like, well, maybe it was a homeless person who's going to sell it for food or something. But like the reality is somebody <laughs> sold it. Stole it and sold it for drugs. That's that's probably what happened. Nah, some method pulled it apart and, and Frankenstein it on other bike parts that'll be swept up by a cleaning crew once every two weeks. More unlikely. That bike is um that bike was ten years old. Really? What brand was that was bike? It? Someone asked it me what an, time what kind of bike that was. I'm like, I don't know. It was an SE draft. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't a fancy bike. And I had like messed around with a couple parts on it, but it wasn't it wasn't super fancy. Mm-hmm. And I bought it I bought it when I was on tour with Daniel Tosh. When I was opening for Daniel Tosh, I realized I was out for a month mm-hmm. and I didn't have a bike to ride, so I bought that bike. And uh would ride it around when we get to destinations. And then I had it. And then I realized I lived in LA in a bike with no gears and it sucked. <laughs> and then uh, you got it, and now somebody else has it, man. Yeah. I even got a, a new seat for it. I got a seat cover. I I made some modifications and uh, put a little effort into it. Wow. And uh, That's, you made it. You made it true. Made it too attractive. Oh man, oh, made it too attractive to the public. But Dave, and, I'm here to let I'm here to let you let well, go. It's that, and I'm mad at myself for like I was right for what locking a bike up the way you're supposed to, so people uh, don't steal it. I'm mad that I didn't respond quickly enough. I don't know. This guy must have been a ninja because, like, <clears throat> I was out within 10 seconds. And, like, where I live, you can see, like, I'm in the middle of a block and this whole neighborhood's flat. Like, you can see 100 yards in either direction on the sidewalk. And there was no – unless I think maybe what he did was he crossed the street and then went about his way because I looked both ways down the sidewalk and there was nobody. Nobody – unless he – was hiding in a bush while he saw me come out. And then when I left, he left. I don't know. 
but just I, I just feel like I let myself down. But Dave, let's cl- let's cleanse these feelings, Dave. <laughs> but like Katie seriously had a great point. Like, you know, I could have got stabbed. I could have yeah. accidentally fucking killed this guy, punched him, and hit his head on the ground, or you know, like the other poor bastard I had to catch. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's good perspective to have. Yeah, That's good perspective. I guess so. Oh, it still just Wouldn't- sticks in my fucking crawl. A wooden, a wooden sweater. You got the treadmill. You know what I'm tempted you to do? Put put a couple numbers up on that treadmill and walk it off is what I'm telling you to do, Dave. You know what I'm tempted to do? What What is that? Katie's got a nice bike as well. I'm tempted. Uh, all right. Well. To just put her bike out in our front, on the front stoop, plan is, unlocked. This plan has already, already got outlandish. And then I sit in my car right there in the back and I, I, I do a stakeout. And I catch somebody in the act. This has already gotten. Is that entrapment? This has already gone too far. I love. You're not I, even going to catch. You might not even catch the same guy that stole your bike. Yeah, probably not. But still, I love those videos. I don't know if these are staged and faked or whatever. But have you seen some of those random videos where like someone will put a bike out in a park and then they'll rig it up somehow to where you can pedal oh yeah it, put a rope it. put a rope on it yeah a rope or they it. do something where it locks up or something and then like they just catch dude after dude just riding off with what? this bike and then crashing yeah it's, everybody loves street justice that's why you're street justice dave everybody loves when the fairness happens yeah Here, you want to, here's a redeeming story, Dave. Mm-hmm. My bullshit with the van. Mm-hmm. With uh, Sunrise Ford of North Hollywood. Uh-huh. Totally handled. Yeah? How so? Totally handled. <clears throat> I was arguing with them. They paid for the tire, but they weren't going to pay to have it installed. Dealership up here is like it's $700 because when the tire came out, it ripped a bunch of shit out with it. Mm-hmm. I was still going to be on the hook for $700. Jeez. So I just wrote back to the manager of Sunrise Ford of North Hollywood and the service manager. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm still on the hook for $700. I hope you like bad press. And that's where I went on all my social medias. Mm -hmm. Stuff I've already said before. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, guy at the dealership here, he's like, I don't know what you did, but it's covered. And you're getting free oil changes for the next three years. Wow. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) yeah, cool, cool for me. But once again, what happens when somebody who can't call somebody out on that large of a scale gets stuck in that situation? So I'll still say, fuck that dealership. Mm -hmm. They didn't make it right. Ford Motor Company paid for the labor. That wasn't the dealership paying for that. Yeah. So anyway, but that, so hey, listen. Once in a while, there's a little bit of justice balance yeah. in the universe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're without a bicycle, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe now. Now we'll just get you. Now, now you know. Watch mm-hmm. out for that Traeger, though. I don't know. I don't want to know what. Oof. I don't know. If Boogie Monster makes enough money to bail you out <laughs> if somebody tries to steal the Traeger. And then you just then 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 the result of that is you just cooked the perpetrator yeah. inside the Traeger, <laughs> straight up 
And that goes from street justice to cannibal justice. <clears throat> Dave's got smoked perp ribs. <laughs> so I don't want to know about that. So Dave, so like uh, lock that Traeger up good. All right. Yeah. No, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a tough guy or anything, but something would have definitely gone down had I caught this motherfucker the other night. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, pal? Like, even if he'd have fucking, even if he'd have gave it back to me, there'd probably still been an incident. I thought, hey man, it wasn't a fancy bike. It's out there. Wouldn't sweat it, man. You still got the tra- keep an eye on that Traeger, man. Figure out yeah. how that U lock works. Put it on mm-hmm. the Traeger. Yeah, I take need the wheel. Take the wheel. Up. Take the wheels off the Traeger if Ooh, it's got that's wheels. A, that's a good idea. It does. It got two, just one side. You know. Oh, well, then that Traeger can move about as fast as somebody with a extra weight can run. <laughs> Put yeah, an I alarm got- on a Traeger. Put a bell on it. Put a big old cowbell on the bottom that somebody doesn't realize, and they mm-hmm. start trying to mess with it. All of a sudden, big old cowbell starts ringing. Mm. Positive yeah. stuff, though, Dave. I'll get positive it. vibes. Yeah, that's true. This is I, the worst thing want, that's going on in my life. I'm doing pretty good. I want to prescribe you a, a tall chilada. <laughs> they get it right. It's not too much tomato juice in there. Really? Tomato juice previous. I only drink toma- tomato juice was like an airplane drink. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I'm on an airplane. You want a tomato juice? For some reason, only in the sky. Really? Yeah. Before I started really booze bagging it up on the flights. I like a nice cold V8 every now and then. Sounds you like V8? Mm-hmm. You like a cold beer? Yeah, I like a cold beer. Mix them Get your, have both of them in the fridge. Open one of them beers. Pour it in a glass. Splash a little bit of that V8 in there. You like it? Splash a little bit more in there, Dave. (laughs) Until you figure out how many splashes get you to that sweet, sweet chalada level. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm not even drinking the other one. I'm only going to drink the other one outside. Summertime drink. (laughs) I I still got about nine pounds of nachos inside of me. We had we had nacho night last night. Nice. Rachel went suburban, which meant she had a big old baking sheet. Uh-huh. One one story wide, ranch house style, sub okay. subdivision style. Like it. I went limited space urban planning. Uh-huh. Built upwards. Triple triple layer, three okay. story nacho. Now, did you layer properly? You get cheese on each layer? Because that's something that annoys I me. I did cheese. Did I do two? I might have done two. Let's say two and a half. Let's say two story with a sub basement. Layer of chips, Dave. Uh, hey, hey, everybody, got a recipe for you. All okay, right, here we go. Mid mid episode recipe from your boy Crispy Kringles. <laughs> Layer of chips. I have Takis. There's this brand Takis. They got mm-hmm. ghost pepper chips. I've had these chips for five months. They will not go stale. They are just made of death. And that's why I still have them. I'll have like maybe one every few days. One chip. It's that hot. It's like a cup of coffee in the afternoon. I have one hot chip. Layer of regular chips, one Takis ghost pepper chip in there just to keep me guessing. Cheese, refried beans. What kind of cheese do you use? Some shredded Mexican blend. Okay. You know, 
Something, some Costco purchase. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cheese and beans. Did I do onions on that first level? I don't know. Diced onions, maybe. Then more chips. Cheese, beans, onions. I think more chip, more chips. Cheese, bean, onion. And then also some, we had cherry peppers here. Mm-hmm. Didn't have jalapenos. Are these like cherry peppers, whatever they're called? They're kind of like jalapeno. I don't know. Yeah. Chop those up. Those are all over it. Okay. Rotel. You ever fuck around with Rotel, Dave? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Scooping some Rotel out on that guy. Then, this is, okay, then, so, so it, was, it was in the oven before the cold and green. Cold and greens were my peppers, my Rotel, and then Cotilla cheese. Mm-hmm. And then Volcanic Peppers, this company, Volcanic Peppers out of Omaha. They make a lot of great sauces. I highly recommend. Not a sponsor. They just make good stuff. Mm-hmm. All kinds of, like, like not just like a Mexican-style hot sauce, like all over kind of hot sauces. Aleppo pepper sauce, all kinds of good stuff. They got a volcanic spice powder. Sprinkled that on there. Ooh. And then I ate the whole damn thing. I got two-thirds of the way through, felt good, felt full, knew I should have stopped, and then just kept going. And uh, and uh, I wanted to die. Proud that you soldiered on, man. Yeah, nacho night. Nachos on a Monday because we crazy around here, Dave. We crazy, dude. That's odd that you brought up Mexican food because because you've just said Mexican many times. Yeah, in this episode, uh-huh. <laughs> I had a first the other night in terms of Mexican cuisine. I didn't even really know these existed. I had seen a few pictures. I'd seen people talking about these. Um, but have you ever had tacos a, right now? Please just say tacos. Yeah. Have you ever had a burrito? <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait a minute. A tiny bowl? <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing this. Uh, Beria? Beria tacos? Beria? Somebody out there, please compile every time Dave says, I'm probably mispronouncing this. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Beria? Tacos? Beria. Beria. So Beria. you know. Oh boy. What is what is that? What's the okay. what's the meat? I think okay, I I think traditionally it, it's usually goat, but it it could be anything. Uh these were made with beef. Goat. Naranjas. And, mm, <laughs> and it's uh yeah. like like a stewed, like a shredded beef, stewed beef. Yeah. Uh, but the beef itself was great, but that's not the star of the show. The, what they do is they take regular corn tortillas and then they dip them in some sort of like Mexican au jus, like some sort of Mexican beef stock ooh, type thing. Ooh, okay. Um, so they dip the flat, soft corn tortilla in in the au jus. They throw it on the grill. Then they throw the, the burrilla in there. But then, what was I just complaining about recently, about Mexican food and not using enough white cheese, the, the, the white queso? They take uh, shredded... Um, it's, it's not the oh, coat. I'm going to say they throw like they throw the salsa that was on somebody else's food <laughs> onto your. I'm uh, assuming it's like a Monterey Jack or Chihuahua, but like <laughs> a, just a, a shredded white uh, Mexican cheese. So you got the you got the aju dipped tortilla, 
and then you got the burrilla in there, and then the cheese, and then they they uh they then they fold it into a taco, and then kind of fry it up on the flat top. So it kind of turns into a hard shell taco. Uh, but then you got this delicious stewed beef, and then that cheese gets all melty. And it's kind of like, uh, even though I Look. can't fucking stand Taco Bell, there used to be one item I would get, uh, like the cheesy gordita crunch. It kind of is like a really good version of a, of a cheesy gordita sure, crunch. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Gonna oh, act like I'm not familiar, but fuck yeah. Dude, and basically just three components. So I have four if you want to count the, the au jus, I guess you should. But so it's, yeah, like a I, beef, it's like a beef dip, a Mexican beef dip sandwich type of thing. Boom, with, with cheese, with melty cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Real good. Where wow, have you been? You get my whole truck? Life? Where'd you go? Uh, no, I just got it delivered. Just a takeout. Just some was doing takeout Ooh. one night, and I was scrolling through DoorDash, and it was like new restaurant, some new place, and it, it, they even had it in their name, like I don't know, somebody's Berea Taco something, and uh, they had the picture, and I, I'd Ooh. seen it, I'd seen this before. People shared pictures and stuff of like random Berea tacos, and I was like, oh yeah, that looks good. I never had that, but that looks good, and uh, oh boy, good times. I like I like Dave getting new foods. Yeah, I don't know there's new foods out there for you. Yeah, I didn't know either. Oh, there's a, there's a whole world out there. Yeah, you catch one of them trucks. You catch one of them wild trucks in L.A. Where it's like, oh yeah, man, we got. It's like you got a weed dealer, you got a drug dealer. Like that's mm-hmm. a taco truck, but this one over here, they got brains. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, they got all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, in this truck. They don't, they don't even have lights on because they know some of this shit's illegal. Some tongue, some cabeza. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they don't need anybody sneaking around finding out what they're selling out of this thing. <laughs> oh, oh we did food. We did food early, man. We got yeah. some food early. Should we get to scary stuff? Oh, and whoever posted that picture on the Reddit, there was a it's a creepy looking ghost picture. I'll lead. I'll lead into some scary stuff. I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. Is what I watched. Okay, what's that? It's uh, it was a series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was. It started off good for me because Rachel was out of town. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch all my scary stuff. Me and uh, me and little Creepy are just going to curl up on the couch, watch some uh, scary stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I watched Haunting a Blind Man. It started off very good, real good. Like, good when, when like, there's good kid actors mm-hmm. that being creepy, like, kids can be precocious and it's like, or like a funny kid act. Like, any, any kid, like, you think like a, what a 10-year-old's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making believe, like, being silly or this and that. But, like, okay, this 10-year-old kid needs to be a real son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he was good. He had to be, like, possessed by this older guy who's, like, a bad person. And, oh, man, this kid. Like, I, had, I, I, I was concerned for the actor's well-being. <laughs> at, how, at how good he was, like, a... A malevolent child. Uh, but after a while, I, I kind of just got confused by it. And that's the thing. It's, it's It became less of a scary story and more of a, what would you call, a supernatural romance in a okay. way. About how, you know, what happens when you die in like a, like a house or like a, a, a piece of property that like, holds the souls there instead of letting them go. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was uh, the first few were scary and it got a little more romancy. Not that it's a bad thing. It wasn't what I was looking for in it. But it was a good it was a good watch. Eight episodes. It's from like the Haunting a Hill House. It's like 
It's not related to it in any way, but it's got some of the same uh, performers in it. Okay. But it's, but it's good. It's like, you know, getting in the mood to get scared. And there's a couple nights where like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, laying in bed by myself going, all right, good job, TV show. I'm a little weirded out now. I say, I, I put that as a good mark of a scary show if I got to go to bed by myself. And I'm like, ah, maybe we're going to leave the, we might leave the hall light on. I should check it out. I was just thinking the other day about how I haven't seen anything really scary in a while. Like, I haven't been scared by a show or a movie. Gotta find yeah, I didn't want to watch, something. like, a documentary or something. It wasn't going to... Just when I started watching some true crime stuff, and I was like, that's not... I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. It was it was more <laughs> poop shoot on a shrimp thing. I know I know. You don't want to know what? I, I know somebody like killed nine hookers and ate, ate their uh-huh. eyeballs or something, but yeah. I don't need that right now. I need that. That's a different time. I yeah. want entertainment. I want to be scared, but through a form of entertainment, not through knowing a, that, that there's a true evil in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Too much of that gets heavy, man. Too much true crime and stuff. There was regular shit. A piece of a rocket fell to earth the other night. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That and was... I didn't even think, I didn't even blink at him. Like, ah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff we put in a space is falling back to earth now. Like yeah. A... Where did it land? The Indian Ocean or somewhere, I think. Inside <clears throat> the Maldives, I think I saw it land near the Maldives. And then I guess China's like, oh, America's blowing it out of proportion. Like, Of course, they're going to yeah, say well, that's their rocket. Ch- ch- yeah, China not being concerned about uh, the citizens of anywhere's well-being. Who would have thought? Like nobody. Like it's funny how like nobody's going against the manufacturer. Like oh, China makes all our shit, so I guess we're just gonna kind of be hush hush about how they got uh, slave labor making some of it. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that's uh... anyway political stuff. <laughs> I need something to watch, man. I've been kind of in a rut. In terms of entertainment, just I've seen. Well, everything. get out there, go ride a bike or so. Ah, never mind, never mind. Mm. That, that was a funny. It was a funny joke, Dave. Come on, it was a fun joke. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad. Oh, I'm just fucking angered. <laughs> Don't be angry. Let's talk. You had you prepared a topic. You prepared it for last week, and I took over because I want to talk about vaccines. Sorry, right, buddy. So you got a, you got a good topic for this week. Got a good topic. Uh, before we get into the actual topic, this is a, a small story that'll kind of lead into that. Kind of pertains to before that. before we get into an actual topic. Here's a whole <laughs> hour of bullshit. <laughs> um, this study just came out a few weeks ago, uh, or a few days ago, rather. Uh, they think that there are mushrooms growing on Mars, and that if that's true, I saw something what, like that. What could that lead to? A paper poisoning. A paper published this week <laughs> in the uh, journals in advanced microbiology. Uh, basically, they took some pictures of these weird anomalies on Mars. These little circular, circular things. They didn't quite know what they were. Um, later, they came back, took a, the exact same picture, and now these little circular things have grown. And they've got uh, weird little designs and patterns on them. And uh, some of these scientists think, holy shit, those are mushrooms growing on Mars. Um, hmm. 
So like a fungus mm-hmm. or, or a fungus. Mm-hmm. So there's bacteria, so there's living matter. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. I, Start off with mushrooms, you end up with Martians. I, uh, mushrooms. Come on. Come on, man. It was, it was a stretch. But yeah, uh, I wonder if that like I I I I don't know. I, I you know what? I really haven't sat and like had any kind of strong opinions about the whole Mars thing. I know people are like, "Well, you start poking around other places, mm-hmm. we're going to start welcoming some trouble." I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think if there's if it, aliens are as advanced as they we think they are, mm-hmm. then they'll just be like, yep, here they go. Baby's learning to crawl. Baby figured out how to get out of the crib, you know? Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll child-proof the rest of the universe, if need be. <laughs> like, if we weren't supposed to go there, we'd be put in check. That's what I think. That's what I think. Put in check how? If, like, if, if there was truly, like, Something stopping us from destroying, like they would not let the the crafts reach there or something. Hmm. Or it's strategic and they're waiting to like, oh, this one's got people on it. We're going to knock that one out. Well, I mean, we've talked about that before. Make people scared. As far as Elon Musk uh, trying to colonize Mars one day. And I think he's even gone on record as saying like, yeah, there's a good chance the first group of people that go up there are going to die. Or some of the people who go up there are going to die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how far away we are from that. Speaking of which, uh, I'm not a huge SNL fan, but did you catch any of his stuff this week on SNL? Elon Musk? No. No, was, I haven't uh, watched a Serenade Live in yeah, I, it's, years, in spite of what YouTube somehow seems to think I might want to see. It's you watch, surprisingly you watch one bad. Will Ferrell clip from 15 years ago. Yeah. God, was, I think I'd rather see the alt-right uh, algorithm kick in rather than, what about this uh, weekend update? <laughs> no, no. It's surprisingly bad. has been for years. But I did catch one sketch that was actually good. Um, I guess they do a reoccurring uh, character with Pete Davidson called Chad, where he just kind of plays this stoner dude who's kind of out of it, just agrees to everything. But anyway, long story short, uh, Elon Musk hosted, and they did a – the sketch was actually pretty good, and it was well – produced it looked real good mm-hmm. but they just basically did a sketch about uh they're trying to colonize mars and they got the first group of people going up there and he's in the command center and they finally they needed somebody to go up and do this risky thing and pete davidson's character did it but uh, the way it ended was so funny because I'll, I'll spoil it but uh basically they needed him to like shut off some pressure valve and he did and he saved humanity and uh, <laughs> At the very end, he, like, takes his helmet off, and everybody's like, no, 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 don't take your helmet off. And then just within the helmet, it's like a, a, a red explosion. Like, his head just, the way they did it, just <laughs> like a paintball pellet just exploded oh, really? inside his helmet, and his little face guards just completely covered in red. Pretty pretty good kill scene. It's a pretty good kill scene, so. Dave, uh, I mean, there's been a couple funny sketches and stuff, but I don't, I, the fact that it's still this... Go to thing, yeah. I mean, like I think it's been more the entity of the personalities around it than the yeah. actual product. 
their batting average with sketches is pretty low. Like, Which, from what I mean, I've seen. Every week for how many years? I, yeah. 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 But, yeah, in the way, you're right, though. The way, and this is a little inside baseball, I guess, you know, in terms of show business and the industry, but it's still got this reverence of, like, oh, my God, did you hear so-and-so audition for SNL? And, like, in reality, it's like, yeah, it's not a very good show. Mm. It's not very good at all, but like, oh, you got the writer's room and all the Harvard people. And it's like, if you got that many supposedly great comedic minds working together, you got to put out a better fucking show than what they've been doing. Well, I don't think it's that. I mean, I think I'm sure every week is tough to come up like, all right, every week you're grinding. The schedule's pretty crazy that they're on. And it's it will launch people's careers, but I don't. Yeah. I haven't talked to people that are on it. They're not, they're never happy. Mm-hmm. Like I think the schedule and the pay and everything, it's not great. It's the hope that that like, Oh, people see you every week and then you can go on to have this illustrious career mm-hmm. <clears throat> elsewhere. So that's the appeal for performers. Yeah. And for writing, but everybody that's I'm like, Oh, how's it going? It's always like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it always starts like, ah, well, it's no, it's good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I, I anyway, just, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Day, even when people were watching on set, like you watch Saturday Live, man. If I'm at home when Saturday Live is on, I'm fucking up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I better be. I better have a social life. If I'm at home when Saturday Live's on, no, man. Yeah, that's funny because I looking back like the window where I watched it the most was like 13, 14, 15. And then I got my license and yeah, I rarely was I home at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the topic. 45 minutes into the show. Let's, uh, (laughs) mushrooms on Mars. Uh, I want to talk about the stoned ape theory today. You know about this stoned ape theory? You know what? I don't, I've heard it talked about, and never followed through on it for the, my own education. The, Dave, teach me. The Reader's Digest version is basically this, that uh, way back in the day, our ancestors may have eaten mushrooms, and that's what led to human consciousness, as opposed to I believe o- it. Next other animals. topic. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, uh, you probably heard <laughs> True. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> Terrence McKenna, uh, he's, he's, he's dead now, but uh, he passed away about 20 years ago. But Terrence McKenna was this dude. He was an American ethnobotanist, uh, author, lecturer, uh, psychedelics advocate. Uh, back mm-hmm. in 92, he published a book called Food of the Gods, The Search of the Original Tree of Knowledge, A Radical History of Plants, Drugs, and Human Evolution. Uh, basically hailed as like a modern classic. Uh, one of the first books, maybe not the first, but one of the first kind of high-profile books to really – go into uh, hallucinogens and, and things of that nature. And in the book, he proposes, um, well, actually, he never coined the phrase. He never called it the stoned ape theory. Uh, I think later other people put that name on it. But basically, his theory, or hi- more of a hypothesis, um, he thinks, let's see, well, this isn't a theory, but uh, between 2 million and 700,000 years ago, uh, the Homo erectus brain doubled in size and then their descendants, which would be the homo, homo sapiens, which is us, uh, their brains tripled in size. 
somewhere between 100,000 and 500,000 years ago. And uh, scientists trying to figure out like what led to this huge spike in, in brain growth. Like, I mean, I know that's half a million years, but in, in the grand scale of things, it's not that long for the human brain to literally triple in size. And his hypothesis is that uh, as climate started to change and, and Homo sapiens became a little more nomadic, that they, uh, they traveled to different areas and eventually stumbled across mushrooms and basically just started micro, they, they started, you know, back then, obviously you eat whatever you can get your hands on. So they found mm. these mushrooms, started eating them on the regular, and throughout time, our brains literally grew. And then in terms of, um, you know, the way we think and things of that nature, um, consciousness kind of uh, spawned from this. And, and his theory is that uh, mushrooms were the cause of that. And that's interesting to think about, like, Okay. I've always thought about this, even before I knew anything about this shit, I've always thought, like, why are humans the only ones that, well, first of all, I was about to say, why are humans the only one that have consciousness? And I'm sure that this mm -hmm. can be proven, but, like, how do we know that other animals don't have consciousness? Like, I always think about that, like, with, with pets and stuff. Like, when Charlie looks in the mirror, what must he think? Like, you know, we've all seen those videos of dogs looking in mirrors and barking and think it's another yeah. dog. But, like, now, Charlie doesn't do that. My cats look in the mirror sometimes. They don't freak out. Like, like, does Charlie know, hey, that's that's a reflection of me. That's what I look like. I mean, well, on the level of understanding what a reflection is, yeah, I don't know. It does make sense that, like, okay, I, I, I don't know the science of, like, okay, the brain getting bigger is mm -hmm. just more storage for knowledge. I thought it was the wrinkles, but you can fit more wrinkles on a big brain. <laughs> uh, the it's, You know what? I'm a little bit speechless on the idea. I think mm -hmm. it makes sense that, okay, yeah, <clears throat> stop. Worrying about hunting and gathering for a second, mm -hmm. and sit here, yeah, and and look a little bit, look a little bit inward. Mm -hmm. Did I mean? Did that lead to like, oh, let's develop a way to communicate? Let's mm -hmm. develop music. I, obviously, we've both done mushrooms and had wild times and come out mm -hmm. the other side of it with a little more peace and understanding of things around us. Now yeah. we can say that because we have the ability to articulate that understanding. What happened? Oh, well, I just kind of got a little less stressed out about my own problems mm -hmm. and kind of looked at how everything in the world was interacting, how a tree has roots that gets the rain out of the soil and it grows the leaves and makes the fruit. People eat the fruit. They feel better. They cultivate to help water the trees because, you know, like, and I can articulate that with my words now. And before, you know, a series of a series of grunts and pointing. Uh-huh. So take the stone ape theory to where we're at now, especially with people's understanding of MDMA and uh psilocybin as a therapy. 
mm-hmm. drug. And every, you know, we're going to decriminalize mushrooms. Everybody starts doing mushrooms. Maybe that's how we get out of everything right now. Maybe. This is a very hippie fucking, you know, I, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but if a scientist says the same thing with bigger words, that, that'll be what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right. The, the revolution is like, everybody's got to get, I could see that feeling. We got to put acid in the water supply, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't agree with dosing anybody without their knowledge mm-hmm. at all, ever. But the idea, like, what if everybody just got down with this and we're like, yeah, the environment does need more attention. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we don't have health care for everybody is kind of ridiculous because everybody's looking out for each other right now. And then everybody the week after is in that, like, kind of blissful stage. Or they do it the next, do it again next week. Every Friday we do mushrooms and then we have a weekend of fun. Then Monday we get to work on our good ideas that we had. So. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't. I say fuck yes mm-hmm. to this one. I say well, fuck yes to the theory. <laughs> you hit on a good point that's there when you said uh, communication, because that's a big uh, part of this hypothesis. Is um, he thinks the birth of language came from this? Um, mm-hmm. Because psilocybin can induce a brain state similar to what they call synesthesia where different senses such as vision, sound, and sound get paired together. And uh, oh, yeah, they think this could explain how humans were able to begin to create association with things they saw and, and noises that they heard, uh, noises that they're making with their mouths. That therefore, you know, kind of the, the birth of language may have come from psilocybin. That, that, that's something I've always thought about, too, is, is language. Like, how... Did that start? And I know there's, you know, hundreds of languages throughout the world, or the history of the world at least, but like the first person to actually, all right, this noise means that, this noise means this. Uh, if you think about like the creation of language, it's really mind-blowing that, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands well, of years later, now we have hundreds of different languages. Yeah, look at anything with like, let's add smaller and smaller things to this. It's very easy to get comfortable and lazy now. Everything's kind of just done for you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you cook, you know what, like, oh, and then I add this mm-hmm. and it moves the flavors forward even more. And then I add mm-hmm. this and it moves it further more. People with math, but anything, adding this little bit. Imagine not knowing how to commute, like, I point at this, you bring this here with grunts. Mm-hmm. But what if I gave that a word? So instead of having you, instead of for you having to see me point at it and say, bring it here, I can make the sound and you know what I meant by the sound instead of the physical gesture. Mm-hmm. What if that's, I mean, what if that's all <clears throat> some sort of psychic communication is, is just, yeah, we got to fry out on some hyperbred mushrooms. Mm-hmm. and unlock this other sense of communicating. Like, it's not predicting the future or anything. Maybe it's just another way of communicating past the senses we have available. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Another thing that may have spawned from uh, mushrooms is just the uh, 
the concept of community. Um, basically, the mushrooms, the theory is that, uh, you know, these nomadic ancestors, they, they found the mushrooms, they started eating the mushrooms, therefore they could, it expanded how they thought, uh, and it made them a little more productive, and maybe contributed to figuring out things like agriculture, uh, where now, if we figure out agriculture, now maybe we can be, do a little more farming, a little less hunting, meaning maybe we don't have to be as nomadic and community, mm-hmm. the concept of community spawned from this. Uh, feelings of uh, interconnectedness and empathy that shrooms encourage. Uh, they think that that were kind of the, the, the foundation of the concept of communities. Um, mm-hmm. McKenna also stated that, uh, that we maintained increased sexual arousal due to ingestion of shrooms, uh, even though they say that hasn't been proven, but he thinks that uh, shrooms also aided in sexual arousal, which would have contributed to the growth of population. I mean, uh, I don't get horny. I don't get horny. <laughs> yeah, shrooms. yeah, I don't either. But you know, if you did I them have, every day, you know, in in terms of uh, yeah, maybe your you got, lifestyle. Like, I just yeah, I would see like the size of my toes change and shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try and hump on this stuff. I got to keep my own shit under control. But it is amazing to think about like that first group of homo sapiens or whomever, like thinking about the first person to ingest magic mushrooms and, and to think like, holy shit, what is going on inside my head? What are all these weird thoughts that I've never had before? Or, I mean, Which is also the same feeling for the last person to take mushrooms for the first true. time. True, true. <laughs> somebody, somebody, uh, forty-five minutes ago was having that same thought. Mm-hmm. But well, here's the other thing I was talking about. You know, how do we know we're the only ones that have consciousness? Like, we can't be the only creatures to have eaten mushrooms. Um, as a matter of fact, I watched a little bit of that documentary. I didn't get to finish it, but I was watching um, Fantastic Fungi. Uh, pretty good doc. I only saw about half of it, mm-hmm. but they said 23 different primates consume mushrooms. And I guess what I'm saying is if this theory is to be believed that mushrooms added to our consciousness and expanded our brains, how come it hasn't done that to other animals? Well, and how do we know it has? Well, got, there's a there's way that there's ways that, you know, especially animals that just eat, anything they find and carry out like that they process things differently. So Mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. That's interesting though, to think about primates. I mean, it's it's funny. It's funny and interesting to think about an animal eating mushrooms and kind of knowing what to expect. Like, Oh, I've eaten these weird things before and I'm going to eat them again. Like it's it's funny to think about an animal consuming something for a reason other than nutrition. Yeah, or if it's a stumbling on, like, well, you you kind of just you're not like waiting for a meal. You just eat when you find food, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it was this kind again. Yeah, but I could, yeah. I mean, you think about just you get past the basics of language and how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And for me. Try not to sound pretentious, but when you learn a new word, it's like 
I, you know, I like, especially with stand-up, there's so many ways that you could say the same story as somebody else and, and make it sound entirely different by the language that you choose to say that story in. You know? Mm-hmm. And I get frustrated with how much I swear mm-hmm. sometimes because there's just better words. You know, there's different colors to use mm-hmm. to paint the picture. And like, say you learned it, like, like in high school or whatever, your first time, like, whether you read a book for fun or had like, oh, what's what's this? What's lugubrious mean or something like? That's a weird word to say, lugubrious. And I just picked that up. I do. I don't know what it means right now. I'd have to look it up, but I'm gonna look it up because I want to know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna feel like an asshole if I just drop this in a conversation casually. But it does kind of mean it's one word that takes up a whole paragraph. I would have to say otherwise. Hmm. And. So it's like, cool, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use these new words. Mm-hmm. That development of language, that mm-hmm. efficiency of language. I'm sorry, I'm still hung up on the language part of it. But like how mushrooms are like, yeah, I need to communicate these things with you in a better way. Because mm-hmm. it'll, it, and that'll speed things up. Like you're talking like, oh, we, how do I tell people I want to farm agriculture? Let's develop the language so we can communicate. Water goes here. Plants go here. They grow. We eat them. I don't know. I was looking up lugubrious. Tell me if I can mean use too many words. <laughs> but I, I totally, I'm on board with this entirely. Mm-hmm. Well, and another uh, aspect to it is that this hypothesis... <laughs> Looking um, or sounding sad and dismal. Because <laughs> then because then, then you mix it with your own words. Like, look at this lugubrious ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Put any adjective with ass motherfucker and it's mm-hmm. funny. Oh, yeah. Like, look at this sad ass motherfucker. Look at this lugubrious ass motherfucker. What? He's sad. And that's funnier because there's a lot of words out there to use. Mm-hmm. Off topic. Sorry. That's where I was at with it. <laughs> but he talks about the uh, the concept of these humans, these first humans to eat magic mushrooms, went on to live in a world of their own creation. Meaning, like, like I said before about the nomads, you know, before that, I would assume life was just find food and don't get killed. Find food and don't be food. You know, that was mm. basically all they had to do. But then you start, your brain starts expanding. You start to have a better sense of consciousness. Then you could kind of create your own world in terms of, all right, now I know how to farm. Now I know how to build a shelter. Now we don't have to be on the move. Now we can kind of create a community and we can, I don't know. It just, it's interesting to think if this hypothesis has any bit of truth to it, that what a, what a great benefit to humanity to now back then to, to be able to use your brain for something other than just running away or trying to kill something. Yeah. Instead of reacting to your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Create your own surroundings that are a little more, uh, conducive to what you want out of life as opposed to just, you know, 
running from predators and trying to kill weaker species. Yeah, create a structure, mm-hmm. created a house that you could make food inside. Now you're safe. Mm-hmm. Now you have. Now that you're safe, you have more time to think about things instead of like, yeah, wondering what's going to attack you or how we. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think that you know, being a big proponent of uh, the mushrooms makes sense to me. And I say, I say, uh, fuck yes to this one. <laughs> that's what I say. Well, we're, that's, we're going camping tomorrow. We, might we, have got to, a, we got a fuck yeah out of Kyle instead of a fuck no. A true, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely on this one. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of scientists think that this is kind of a ridiculous uh, hypothesis uh, based solely on, well, not solely, but mainly uh, on the fact that it can't be proven or disproven. Like there's, there's really no way to prove or disprove this. And uh, science is not a fan of those situations. But um, I mean, it's an interesting theory. Well, if you're just using that to, uh... Yeah, if you can't prove it, you can't be like, well, that's why we all need to do mushrooms to advance society, because this might have happened. Mm-hmm. But if it's enough for people to go like, well, let's look at the let's look at this substance as not like a, not only a a remedy or you know something to help with depression and PTSD mm-hmm. with people. But also when you're feeling good, you take them and you come out of it going, wow, that was a good it was a good time. I had some good conversations. I haven't had those in a while. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I get no. I, I always, I always wonder what it's going to be like if they do just legalize mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like legal weed is one thing to just see, like have to deal with somebody stoned in public and be like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, let's watch this guy count his money in line at Seven Eleven for the eighth time. <laughs> but somebody on mushrooms <clears throat> that's never seen the floor slide under a wall before might be a bit much to deal with. Well, aren't they, they either are or about to be legal in Oregon? Yeah, I don't know what the, what the situation is with that. Not evolution. Sure evolution's always, or what. I've always found evolution interesting and confusing. Like, like I get the concept of how we evolve certain things like, I don't know, for example, a duck's webbed feet. I get how throughout time a duck needed webbed feet, but I I never Mm -hmm. understood the physical part. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, this made me a better swimmer if I had webbed feet, but how then how do you get webbed feet? And I know it's not, I know it's through, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, but like even on that smallest level, like how did the feet physically begin to change from generation to generation? That's the part I I never understood. Because the one with slightly more web feet than the one that didn't, that one got eaten. So the one with slightly more web feet got away. And made it with oh. the other, with the female one who had slightly more web feet. And they made a baby with even more web feet. But even there, you your know? starting point, like, he made it with one that had more webbed feet. How did that one have, how did it have, like, where does that start? Because he's the result, his parents had more web feet than the ones that got eaten before them. Hmm. 
It's mind blowing. You know. On that note, so like, like pre- pretty people. That's why I was wondering, like, what, like, pretty people always like that. You know, pretty people just mate and make more pretty people. Mm-hmm. But then you get. What if it's like a surprise? Like somebody's had just a bunch of plastic surgery and two like like the Hollywood people just have so much plastic surgery and then they just have like a fucking butt ugly kid. Yeah. And then they gotta be like, Well, that's that's how we were supposed to look. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's what God wanted. <laughs> we we tried to fight God, and now here's our kid. Here's our oh, horrendous looking child. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I uh I've never been a big vocal drug guy, but I mean if we're being honest, I think it could benefit everyone to at least try a little weed and try a little mushrooms and just see what that does to your perspective and your outlook on life. I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. Talking to Katie about weed the other day, and we we did a, an episode on 420, and she was a little hesitant to to be high on the air and stuff. Like, oh, what if you know certain friends or family listen or whatever? Like, at this day and age, I'm not saying you're an idiot if you don't smoke weed. I am saying you're a fucking idiot if you look down or judge people who do. Like, just this archaic mentality of like, oh, that drug's bad, but you know alcohol and nicotine, whatever pharmaceuticals is fine because like, like it really does. And I'm not saying, you you know, everybody should smoke all the time or whatever, but like, it's such a harmless thing that really in the right circumstances with the right amount can really improve the way you see the world. I mean, yeah, I've been, I've got it. I know when it works for me, when it doesn't. Uh, Yeah, I get it. Like, Gave my mom stuff. My mom's still hung up, I think, on the legal. Like, somebody's been told it's illegal or, like, thought, you know, whatever kind of guilty hang-ups they have about religion or, oh, well, God, what would my parents have thought if they saw me smoking weed and, like, not being able to get past that point Mm -hmm. as someone from an older generation of, like, it's legal and you feel better when you do it. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. Do you think somebody's going to judge you? Guess what? After you smoke that weed, you're not going to give a shit. Exactly. (laughs) It's, but I think there's still a stigma with like for people like my folks' age and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how would it look if I did this? How would it look if you had two glasses of wine at a party? Yeah, Fine. A then yeah. wh- why not? Why it's legal? You go to the store. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get. It. I, hey, man, everybody, get out there, do your thing. You know, man, it's a whole nother story, a whole nother topic. But uh, dude, I've been really. Interested in DMT lately. That's something I got. Well, yeah, we came toe. close on that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stick my toe in that water for a little bit at some point. Because I just, I'm hearing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I got to, I got to be ready for that one. Mm-hmm. I got to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. And by the way, anybody listening who's considering taking mushrooms for the first time, uh, the same applies there. You, you shouldn't necessarily take them on a whim. You, you should plan it out a little bit, but, uh, you know, get your surroundings right. Get your mind right. And, man. Uh, man, it can be a good time. Well, it's not just I a good time. It's not, 
It's not just like a party drug is what I'm saying. Like it's, that's the other thing too. It's, you know, the, the, the perception or whatever, or what my parents think, like this isn't me fucking shotgunning a dozen beers at a party. Like this is something that could really improve your perspective and your consciousness. So why such a negative stigma to it? Yeah. Be out, make sure you're outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't five, I was fucking around with that stuff early on, like in somebody's apartment. Like, Ugh, that's not no. good. You don't want to, no. No. No, you don't want to be in an enclosed space. You want good no. vibes. Maybe not a big crowd. Nature, open area, mm-hmm. place to wander. I did mushrooms on a whim the other night. I did a show on a porch out here in Milwaukee, Oregon on Friday night. And then we're all at a bar and somebody just had like, it was like microdoses. I don't even know if it did anything. So I was drinking. I made a faux pas, though. I have to admit that. What'd you do? I made a tra- I made a transgender faux pas. Uh-oh. Well, we were sitting outside. So I'm sitting in a chair outside. Nobody's drunk. And so there's a couple of drunk people are outside. And one person's like, it's Santa Claus. Talking to me because I got the big beard. Like, Santa Claus. Oh, hi, Santa Claus. And I this, now at this point, the... the Person's behind me saying Santa Claus, and all I do is I turn to the right, sitting in a chair. I don't look up. I turn to the right, and I see uh, the, the genitals of a male and some and some very tight pants. And I just go, if I'm Santa Claus, this guy's getting new pants for Christmas. <laughs> and I look up, and it was not. It was a transgender individual. And then the person who called me Santa Claus in the first place, that's not a man, that's a vagina in those pants. And you can't, like, assume, that's Simon Gibson was there. He goes, you just called him Santa Claus? What do you want? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you want to go calling people things, you know? But I, I like, and that wasn't even the person saying the stuff. I was just like, I just looked over and saw dick and balls and some pants and made a joke and didn't look up and see. The effort that was being put forth. And so well, I was like, wow, here, well, here we are. Here, here's a situation we're in. And then they were just drunk. They just went away because they were drunk. And it was kind of like, you called them Santa Claus. Like, nobody was talking to you in the first place. You came over here and called somebody something they weren't. So it's kind of on you. And I didn't mean it as, like, an insult. I thought I was making a funny joke because I just saw the low, lower half of I've saw male genitals. Well, does the jokes not apply regardless? Like, regardless of who the dick and balls are attached to, still maybe, you know, don't put them on display well, so much. I, I, it's not, uh, it not wasn't even that person. Say. That wasn't even the person that said the stuff. So mm-hmm. I threw the joke out and so I was like, oh boy, here's a situation that uh, I'm not sure what side things fall on. Yeah. But then, then there was some mushrooms. I took them. I don't know. I went home, went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, know, don't do not. mushrooms indoors. That's never fun. I, I've had a couple of bad trips uh, in my apartment. Yeah, don't, back don't, in yeah, the day. don't watch. Don't watch TV. Don't do no, that, man. No, get outside. That's why I think I was so bummed about uh, the mushrooms on our trip because it was like perfect environment, like that, just perfect where we were. All those yeah. rocks, the beautiful desert, the sky, good company. And just, you know, sometimes, sometimes the plane don't fly. 
Yeah, yeah. At least if they're for sale, you get you know, like in a store. Like, well, come on, like let's get me, let's get some scientists growing these things. Mm-hmm. Come on, scientists, get on it. Make me better drugs, scientists. <laughs> well, what do you say, man? Let's put it to rest, buddy. So there you go. We've been we've been yapping for a minute here, dude. You can thank your big old human brain. You can thank mushrooms for that. Maybe. Right? Kinda. Kinda. Better do mushrooms. Get a big brain. Mm-hmm. Anything get to plug? Get a big brain. What you got going on? I don't I'm touring again. Good for you, buddy. That's awesome. It's, co- it's coming around. Go check out them. Check out them tour dates. I got Nashville, Louisville. Fort Wayne, I'm just today added Memphis, got Lafayette, going to be out with Chris Pierce out in Lafayette and Fayetteville, no, I'm sorry, not Lafayette, um, Fayetteville, Little Rock, Little Rock and Fayetteville, so we got Arkansas on there, Hell yeah, it's coming buddy. back around, that's exciting, man. <clears throat> vaxxed and ready to live life to the max. Oh, there's a band called Teenage Bottle Rocket. And I saw they're touring. They're like, tickets are $999 unless you have your vaccination card, in which case they're 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's great, buddy. I yeah, man. Wait. What about you? What do you want to plug, Dave? When are you, when are you getting back out there? I got nothing, man. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, I will be out there eventually. I just, uh, I got to get back in shape. I, I, uh, well, hell, I turned down a date with you. I just, you know, I feel like uh, I got to knock this rust off locally first before I uh, take the show on the road. So uh, I'm working on getting the rust off, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, late summer I'll be out there getting into it. So stay tuned for dates. Comedy, baby. Hell yeah, buddy. All right, man. Good catching up. Yeah, man. All right, you dirty sons of bitches. <laughs> told oh, you yeah. I'd make not do mushrooms make nachos put tomato juice in your beer <laughs> love pa- each other patreon.com slash boogie monster four bucks a month you get uh, at least two bonus episodes every month so spread the word that's been steadily growing so big thanks to the patrons big thank thanks. you for parting with your hard earned price of one beer Price of one beer to listen to this bullshit an extra time a month. Oh boy! All right, man. You got uh, you got family Zoom today? No, that was yesterday. Oh, right. Remember right. we're yeah, late. We're, remember we're this, late. That, this episode's late. That's right. Yeah, my apologies. I was uh, over at the uh, in-laws for a few days. Uh, I'll take it. I will absorb. I will absorb your guilt, Dave. I'm used to it at this point. Thank you, buddy. That's what you're here for. I'll absorb the animosity that people have towards this late episode. All right, buddy. We'll holler at you next week. The Boogie Monster.
Network.